Yes, Lord, we know this, and we thank you that you have won the battle, that you are in control, and that your will be done. Oh, God, on earth, in and through us, right now, this very day, as it's being done and declared in heaven, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And you've given us power and assurance, Lord God, you said, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Lord, you've given us power and authority to do that. You said to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, nothing shall by any means hurt you. I pray, Father God, that people will rise up and use the authority, the words, the power that you've given us through your Holy Spirit, the, the mandate that you've given your people to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy instead of letting all of them tread on us. I thank you, Jesus. You defeated Satan already completely when you died on the cross. He couldn't hold you in death. You rose from the dead. You slipped out of his hands. You went to heaven. You ascended to the, he- the right hand of the Father to make intercession for us because you know that this war, this battle is serious and it's life and death. And so you gave your life so we could be, we could be free from death. And I thank you for the divine promise that no weapon formed against us will prosper, that all things that the devil tries to concoct against us, to raise up against us, accusations, situations, will all turn together for good. All things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And that's the word of the Lord. And that's the word that stands. So Lord God, we thank you now for giving us eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to receive and to be delivered from the spirit of fear. Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're talking about fear today, fear and anxiety, probably two of the most prevalent of all the spirits that manage people's lives and roam around in the earth. Yeah, that's for sure. In Jeremiah 6.25, it says, Do not go out into the field, nor walk by the way, because of the sword of the enemy. Fear is on every side. And then in Psalm 31 and verse, um, let's see here, look at verse 12. And he says, I am forgotten like a dead man out of mind. I am like a broken vessel, for I hear the slander of many. Fear is on every side while they take counsel together against me. They scheme to take away my life. And didn't Paul say something about he despaired even of his, of life itself because fear yeah, was on every side? When he first came into Ma- Macedonia, you know, uh, mm-hmm. outside were fightings, inside were fears. Mm-hmm. Um, so there... Fear, fear is a a spiritual it, force. It's a spiritual it's a force, demonic force, actually. You know, and and God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of so love. Fear is a spirit, right. and and if you look, if you Google phobias, uh, there's a phobia. There's a fear for everything. <laughs> there's fear of cats, fear of dogs, fear of trees, fear of mm. closed spaces, fear of heights. Fear of uh, strawberries. Water. Fear of strawberries. <laughs> yeah. Fear of everything. You, you know, you can, you pro- you're going to find hundreds of different phobias. Yeah. yeah. That because are there. that's because fear is a universal experience, and the ob- object is is different for other pe- for each person maybe, but perfect love casts out fear, and so we see the pervasiveness of this spirit of fear because it's really, uh, it's it's a battle in this war between love versus fear. 
it's it's God, the love of God, the promises of God, the word of God, the faith of God. Um, can we trust God? The love of God that, that casts out fear. So the battle is between God and Satan. Satan is fear. He manifests as fear. He is afraid. He is the, he is the embodiment of fear. And yet he pretends to be all this uh, big, bold, you know, arrogant, you know, obnoxious, horrible thing. But bottom line is the is is the war between God and Satan for the souls of men. And this spiritual battle is often played out in the arena of anxiety and versus fear and, and fear versus love. Fear is <clears throat> one of the primary motivating factors in the lives of people. Absolutely. Most most people uh, live fear. according to fear. Mm-hmm. People fear, fear of what yep. other people think. Fear, fear of, of being what, judged. Mm-hmm. Fear of being judged. Fear of what could happen. Fear of being rejected. Fear of what is predicted to happen. Yes. Fear of 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 you know the future. Fear of of lack. Fear of not being able or adequate or good enough or competent or uh, secure enough in who you are. Fear on every side to attack us my, in our minds, and Satan our ha- wills, our Satan, emotions. Yeah, Satan has the media, for most of the media at his disposal All, to yeah. perpetrate fear. Right. Just think of, uh, you know, if you're watching TV, I hope you're not watching too much of it. I hope you it's don't, an instrument of programming. It's a programming, programming instrument, and you get programmed <clears throat> about fear. Mm-hmm. Fear about your your the condition of your health, the world. Fear the about end of the world, the, the weather. What's you know, there's happen? there's a could be a sinkhole under underneath <clears throat> your house, and you could disappear today. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's almost it's, ridiculous yeah. how people can you can focus on that, or you can choose. Not to focus on that. And we're not trying to be, you know, sticking our head in the sand and say, oh, there's nothing going on out there. There's no problems. It's all wonderful. That is exactly the opposite of what we're saying. But we're saying, I am choosing to focus on the word of God and what God says and to uh, hold and believe and walk in faith and, and hold on to the promises of God rather than sink away into the terror of what could be what usually isn't always even going to happen. So anxious Philippians 4, 6, a very powerful and uh understanding a common verse be anxious for nothing nothing be anxious for nothing okay but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god so and the and it says in the peace of god which passes understanding goes beyond your reasoning and understanding will keep your heart and mind in christ jesus so it's a command he, he says don't worry don't be anxious be nothing there nothing i mean come on that means don't be anxious about anything there's nothing to be anxious about. It's you know we're not saying oh well I'm going to live in denial and just pretend like everything's fine when it's not. No, we're going to be aware of what the Holy Spirit is teaching us and leading us to do. But we're not going to be freaking out and spending all of our time and energy fretting about what what the enemy wants us to fret about. He says, but but if you if you're tempted to be anxious, here's the remedy: you you go into prayer, you go into supplication, thanksgiving, and thanksgiving with you you ask God and now when you ask God for something here here becomes a problem if we don't think of God as a good heavenly father you're going to ask in prayer and then you're going to be afraid he doesn't answer he won't answer it's not going to happen anyway so all these attacks against even your requests uh, from the spirit of fear to make you believe that God doesn't care about it God doesn't care about you God doesn't really you know know what's going on whatever and it just it's it's all tipped upside down when you think of uh, Adam, you know, he hid in the garden after he had sinned. I mean, partake, um, he partook of uh, what Eve had partaken of and the so forth. The forbidden fruit. So 
that which was forbidden, mm-hmm. and he he hit himself. Well, here's the deal. He hit himself, right? He, I mean, he used to have yeah, but, common fellowship with God and everything. Yeah, but he was afraid. First, he says, I was afraid, and I hid myself. But before Where that, he was afraid that he didn't know what was on that tree, and he was afraid he might be missing something. So the first fear led to the second mm-hmm. fear. He had to do it himself, figure it out for himself, see for himself, didn't trust God, You know, wasn't happy and satisfied with talking with the creator of the universe, having fellowship with that awesome being uh, at the cool of the day, he had to, right, he right. had to, he was tempted by fear. I don't know what's on that tree. I want to know. I can be more like God, have deeper conversations. The fear that serpent approached uh, Eve with is that you're missing something. Right. Mm-hmm. You're, you're afraid of, well, God maybe really maybe, isn't, yeah. he's keeping stuff maybe from you. Maybe he's not you. genuine, not maybe good enough. Maybe he's yeah. not good. He's keeping something from you. And uh, Eve, you can't trust after him. she ate of the fruit and she gave it to Adam, and I'm sure she explained to Adam, it's like, you know, hey, mm-hmm. this is good. You know, mm-hmm. we we didn't die. This is good. One of the main plots, you know, when God brings the truth, salvation, as it turned out, he had to bring salvation. One of the main plots that Satan has against God and against the truth is to call the truth into question. And he calls that truth into question by calling God's character into question and by calling the love of God into question. Does God really love me? God is, is God setting me up? Is God using me? Is God hearing me? Does God really care about me? And so really, because Satan is the lie, the liar, he, he promotes the lie. That's all he's got to work with. He has to discredit the truth. And the way he does that is by casting fear and anxiety over the words that God says so that we're being being anxious, um, Jesus said in John 14, let not your heart be troubled. He says, um, you know, he says, you believe in God, believe also in me. That's the battle, to believe in what God says as true as opposed to what it all looks like and feels like. He says, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. He's basically saying, I can, you can trust me. I've got this. I've already got it all figured out. I've got a place for you already. Uh, this place, and I go and prepare this place for you. I will come again. I'm going to do that too. I'm going to receive you. I'm going to take care of you. Where I am, you're going to be. It's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Where I go, you know, and the way you know. And then they said, well, where are we going? We don't know you're going. Uh, where are you going? How can we know the way? Thomas, of course. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Follow me. Walk in this path. Um, no one can come to the Father except for me. If you stay on the road, you're going to get there. He says, I'm the road. Just stay on the road. But Satan is trying to say, well, you know, that that's not true. You know, look at what's really going on on the road. There's wolves on the road. There's bears on the road. There's sinkholes on the road. There's, there's tornadoes coming down the road. You can't stay on the road. You've got to be afraid. You've got to run away. You've got to do it yourself. Yeah, and fear is a primary way that governments control people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, f- if you get people afraid, you can manipulate them. That's the pro- that's the point. And we've seen that over and over. Giving away your freedom to stay in safe. Recent years mm-hmm. in this country, you know, you have to do this, or this could really happen. Mm-hmm. In order to save, yeah, save, yeah. stay safe, yeah. you have to do this. And and it fear is so, fear is the a feeder. The, yeah, is the, the most. Um, manipulative tactic yeah. generate fear and then what do people do when they're afraid they do anything they're told they will do mm-hmm. anything they're told they'll give and, up their freedom they'll and, they'll give and up the bad guys have control and you know this is the trick 
So you either going to believe what God says completely 100% that God doesn't lie, he doesn't trick you, he doesn't twist the truth, he doesn't manipulate it for his own advantage, or you're going to believe what you see all around you, which is a setup all together, smoke and mirrors, uh, the devil redefining everything according to his agenda, and you think he's your friend. You know, and Jesus said, but if you're my friend, John 14, 15, he says, if you, if you love me, he says, keep my commandments. And you say, um, and he says, and I will pray the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. So this helper is going to take away the fear of loneliness, isolation, insecurity, and I don't know what to do. But when he's talking about the obedience here, one thing to think about, it's not that God is God, you know, have got to have everything his way. You have got to obey me. We think about that as people being ordered to do various things and they have no freedom to do anything else and they have to submit. And, 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 but we have the free will to obey or not obey. So we can choose to disobey. But God says, if you disobey and use your free will to disobey me, then you're obeying Satan, which means he has a right to bring his demonic judgments upon you for disobeying the truth. Or you can obey me and get attacked by the devil but you'll still have at the end when all is said and done, the truth and the strength and the stability uh, and the life of God. So obeying God doesn't mean that you um, haven't got a free will. It means you choose to use your free will to obey him and prove to the enemy that you're not listening to him. You don't want his way. You don't want his anxiety. And then as we develop in this relationship, he says, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it, that the father may be glorified in the son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the father. And like I just read, he will send you the helper. So we have a building relationships here between the father, between the need. You have a need. You ask. You want to you have a fear. You have a lack. You, you So you ask God for something and you believe that you receive it. That builds the relationship that answers the prayer that gives you confidence and courage in what the Lord is is keeping his word. Jesus said in uh, Luke twenty one twenty five and uh, 26 and there will be signs in the sun in the moon and in the stars and on the earth distress of nations with perplexity people be stressed out afraid alone perplexed don't know what to do confused Mm -hmm. the sea and the waves roaring the masses are going to be scared roaring yeah men's hearts failing Failing them them from fear fear. Mm -hmm. and the expectations of those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of the heavens are shaken. will be shaken. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so this is the, going to be the condition. Of most people. Most people, right mm-hmm. before the they're return be, They're of being Jesus. primed. They're being groomed to go into this place of terror, dread, fear, panic, panic attacks. And you notice the enemy's kicking up more panic attacks on people's lives right now. He's striking them, hitting them here and there in their physical bodies, making strange feelings, ver- you know, breaking and hurting their ankles and their, their wrists and all kinds of things he is doing to just to, to distract us but and making us more feel more uh, uh, fearful, vulnerable, and alone. But when he said, I'm going to send the helper, he, there's, an, there's another option to all this distress on uh, coming upon the nations. It does not have to come on us. It's not... Be have to be part of our our experience or our testimony. We yeah. can trust God. He's got a plan for us. Here's a condition that is described in Psalm 82 and verse 5. Uh, I'm reading this from the Amplified Bible. The magistrates and judges know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in the darkness of complacent satisfaction. Mm. All the foundations of the earth are, 
the fundamental principles upon which rests the administration of justice yeah, are shaking. Are shaking. Well, that's so true. So the foundations, the pillars of justice, yeah. righteousness, truth, integrity, honesty. Basically, um, there's no no justice, no honesty. Well, the foundations of truth and justice are being slammed and, and, and knocked, bulldozed down by Satan if he can, but he really can't. All he can do is give the appearance of it because God is still... Justice and, and, and righteousness are the foundation of his throne, and Satan is not going to get very far in bulldozing do, down God's throne. Yeah, and, and ultimately, it, the, the Lord brings justice in the meantime. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, it's a mean time well, where and that's people what, are being but Jesus, very much harmed and and um, crippled and distressed by all the injustice. Well, this is on. what Jesus was talking to the people who are crippled and harmed and demonized. He gathered them together on the on the Sermon on the Mount. And he said to them in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, he said, Matthew and Luke, he says, um, let not your heart be troubled. Uh, you know, he says, um, well, he first he says, you cannot serve two masters. Therefore, he says, don't, this is the problem. People are trying to serve God and themselves or God and mammon or God and fear, love and fear. And they're being pulled in between, pulled apart. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. This is Matthew six twenty-five. Do not worry about your life. Philippians, do not be anxious for anything. What you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you'll put on. Okay, now here's the thing. You're going to the grocery store these days and you can hardly believe how much things are costing and you're saying, how am I going to do this? And you're putting in twice, three times as much money as you used to spend on groceries you're spending now and that you don't have the money to do that because you didn't have it in the first place and now you're going to come out of that store saying, my God, what am I going to eat? Where am I going to get my food? How do I feed my family? And we're you know, fearful and Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread. So we're going to probably have to get back to that daily bread promise and use that because God knows what we have needed. He says, therefore, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither snow, 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 they snow, yeah, they don't snow, (laughs) neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And God even has us to feed the birds, if you notice a lot of people feed the birds. Um, Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature, make himself grow taller, or, or shrink himself. So why do you worry about clothing, the lilies of the field, how they are, they grow, they neither toil nor spin, uh, and, and they, you know, they don't buy their fine apparel from the most expensive department stores. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Yet now God, if he clothes the grass of the field with this beauty and splendor today and tomorrow it's thrown into the ovens, he's, he's lavish, he's luxurious, he's extravagant, he, he, he's, you know, putting on this beautiful lily, for example. The lilies, the, the peonies, they, they last for about, what, four days? Mm-hmm. And then they're gone. He says, what, in, don't, what, don't worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink or wear. After all these things, the Gentiles seek. Your Heavenly Father knows that you have need of these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. In other words, God is giving you enough grace to get through the day, and you don't add tomorrow's worries and concerns about what if and oh no onto today's 
worries because today you have the grace to get through the day and you don't have an ex- an extra amount of grace to worry about tomorrow because you can say, God, you know tomorrow, you know what's going to happen. It's your problem. It's your plan. I'm following you. I'm believing you. I'm obedient. I'm trusting you. You promised your word. You don't lie. And so therefore, because you love me, because, and this is the problem, people get sick, they get afraid, they get anxious, they get worried, they get double-minded, they get caught up in despair, they get caught up in confusion because they do not know the one simple little thing that we all say we know. Jesus loves me, this I know, right? Do you really know that? Do you really know that you know that you know that? And when that's put to the test, do you stand knowing God is for me, not against me? God loves me. God's going to see me through. God's going to get me through this. He's going to take care of it. Do we really go there or what do we do? Do we say, God, show me the solution. God, lead me in the right path. Make the right choice. Get me out of this. Do we say that? Or we say, oh, no, I got to do this. I got to do that. I make this phone call. I got to, you know, blah, 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 blah. I got to get another credit card. You know, I got to, you know, whatever. <sighs> Isn't it exhausting just talking about it? It is. It is. But what do you think of the tragic consequences of fear? This leads to discouragement and depression. And, Unbelief. And, and you mm-hmm. just think of the tremendous number of even young people today that are, are committing suicide. They see no way out. They don't see they God. Don't know the they hope. don't see God as a way out. Mm-hmm. They see no hope. They see their, you know, parents fighting, divorcing, and, and, and they they see in the world Tribulation. there is no hope. There's no hope. I mean, be of good cheer, you know, he says, yeah, I have overcome. Right. Them. And people are offered, mm-hmm. you know, um, various kinds of drugs to cope. To, to try to cope settle and down, deal with, settle, quiet themselves, try to escape somehow with mm-hmm. entertainment and so forth because everything is so scary. And then a lot of people, too, watch horror movies. Well, they watch. You know, and it's like, okay, I mean, is there, if they're. So it's a it, distraction. It, it's the idea it's that, escape. okay, I will expose myself to a certain amount of fear. <laughs> so, to, to, so in this movie, to, so uh, when I leave the movie, Actually, in the world, comparatively, it doesn't seem like it's so yeah, scary. Yeah, so you kind of manage fear so by, with fear. So it's kind of like manage fighting fear, fear with, with fear. fear. It's like, I don't know really? if that really works, but anyway. Yeah, but um, it's done a lot. Yeah, and so, but in Luke, G- Jesus says, Do not be of an anxious mind. Do not fear, little flock. For it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Um, so whatever, you know, this world looks like right now, you know, settle down. Tighten up the belt of truth. Put on the shoes of the gospel. Get to work. Use the breastplate of righteousness. Use the shield of faith. Put on the helmet of salvation. And go out there and stand in having done all to withstand in the evil day. Quit being a coward. Quit feeling sorry for yourself. It didn't work anyway. It's not making you feel better. It's not giving you more safety. It's not giving you anything except more to worry about. So get out there and let God take care of you and start telling people about the good news of Jesus Christ. And, and you know, th- there is a rest to the believer. There's a, there's a fellowship with God and in his love that brings us to the place of peace and rest. And there's a way out of fear. And uh, even back in the Old Testament, in Leviticus chapter 26 and verse 3, God says, If you walk in my statutes and keep my commands and perform them, he says, I'm going to give you rain in its season, the land and it's, shall yield its produce, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. Mm-hmm. You're going to have great harvest and all. The, I'll give you peace in the land. Yeah, that comes uh, through obedience. In, in, yeah. in verse 6, he says, I will give you peace in the land. You shall lie down, and none will make you afraid. Right. So serving the Lord, 
mm-hmm. obeying his commandment to love, to follow Jesus, to love the Lord, our God with all our heart, soul, mind, strength, and our neighbor as ourselves. He said he's going to give us peace in our land, mm-hmm. and, and none will make us afraid. Now, it doesn't necessarily and, mean peace in the world around us, but in the midst of that, in our land, yes. in our lives, in our families, mm-hmm. there, there can be peace. A wonderful, wonderful because, peace. He says, mm-hmm. none will make you afraid. And then he says in Psalm 56, 3, he's at 3 and 4, whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. Mm-hmm. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? Right. So whenever I'm afraid, so fear, fear is, it looks like fear will come. There's times, there's, fear comes as a temptation. Mm-hmm. But he says, when that comes, I'm, I'm going to choose to trust. I can, I'm going to choose to trust. I'm not going to just be bowled over by my feelings, what it looks like, what it feels like, what people say about it, uh, what I even think about it. I'm, going, I'm choosing to trust you, yes. Lord. And, and God is individual in his dealings with us. You know, the world is going through this crazy judgment, destruction. It is coming to an end, coming to a halt of some sort. God has got to intervene soon. We're, we're, we're soon. We're kind of at the place where, uh, right where Noah started building the ark. You know, there's, um, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. They'll be eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage, and yet they don't recognize the time that they're in. But God had commissioned Noah to start building that boat, which took him about 100 or 120 years to build. So that gave them 120 years to uh, consider their ways and repent and all that other stuff. But we're we're in that kind of time spot right now again. Jesus said it's like before the yeah, he we're returns, there. it's like but, in the days of Noah. Right, exactly. So people are oblivious. They're building big houses, lots of apartments going up, all kinds of things going on. Nobody seems to notice that suddenly this this is going to end, and it's going to be pretty shocking because most people are not anticipating it. But Jesus said, um, indeed, the hour is coming. Yes, the hour now is now come that you will be scattered each one to his own and, 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 and will leave me alone. He's talking about his own being abandoned. And yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. So Jesus knew in his own moment of trial and temptation at that place where he was going to be abandoned, he already said, but I'm not abandoned. I'm not alone. I have the Father with me. And then he said, these things I have told you or spoken to you that in me you have peace in the world no matter what stage the world is in right now, in the world, you, we will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. There's a certain amount of tri- tribulation and testing that we go through. Uh, it's, it, it's part of the process of qualifying us, refining us, um, teaching us uh, not to, to let God's work in and through us to purify and, and create the image of Jesus Christ in us through the pressure and through the fire like they do when they refine silver. Silver is good, but it's it's got to be separated from the dross. And so that when it's put under heat and pressure, the image of the, of the silver maker is reflected in the surface of that pure silver. And that's exactly what God wants to do here. Put the allow the pressure and heat, but he doesn't tempt us above that he's able to keep us. But with every temptation, he makes a way of escape that we're able to bear. So God is not setting you up to destroy you or just, you know, crush you. It may feel like it. You may be going to the last second of the last second and beyond the last second, but God is not allowing you to be destroyed because that is against his own character and against his love for you. There's three common responses to fear. Number one, you can flee. 
You can try to run away, escape. Uh, number two, you can freeze. You can just be paralyzed with, with depression. And, and, um, or confusion. Confusion. You don't know what to do. Uh, things feel hopeless. Or, or you can fight. You can just be involved mm-hmm. in a mm-hmm. constant turmoil and conflict with, with yourself, with God, and with other people. Or you can focus. Mm-hmm. Or you can focus or refocus. Stand you, in faith. You can stand in faith instead of fear. Right. In, in instead Psalm, of freezing, you can in, stand in faith. In Psalm 34, it says, beginning with verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. Mm, all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Mm-hmm. That gets our focus on the Lord, not on the problems. Praise yep. gets the Turn focus on him. the Lord. It's a, my soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. And then verse four, he says, I sought the Lord and he heard Heard me me and and delivered me from from all all my fears. fears. In Psalm 23, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Mm -hmm. I will fear no evil for for thou art with me. me. We have to keep this in mind. Who is ultimately in control? Well, it's ultimately the, the Holy Spirit's going to have to keep this in our minds because I think the tormentor, the impersonator, is also trying to raise havoc in our minds about, oh no, what if and what's going to happen. But God wants to let the Holy Spirit be your 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 moderator, your guide, your leader. He leads us into all truth, triumph, victory, and breakthroughs. The Lord Jesus is, can, is in control. Mm-hmm. He is with us always. He's with you always. He loves you. He loves us. And he's taking care of us. He's Amen. committed to care for us. He says, lo, I'm with you always, even, even unto the end of, of the, the age. age. Mm-hmm. So, Hallelujah. Lord, thank th- you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your faithfulness, mm-hmm. Lord. That Peace. In a world when, there, when there's fear on every side, we, we put our trust in you in the midst of this. We trust you, Lord God. We're not giving in to fear. We're not allowing the spirit of fear to control Make, us, yes. but mm-hmm. we're allowing the spirit of God to control and to lead and refresh us mm-hmm. as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Mm-hmm. Lord, there's just shadows of death you're all with around us. us, but you're you are with us. With us. You go with us yeah. through these things. So thank you for your your word, your promises. And we pray for the people today who are afraid uh, tormented, worried about what's going to happen. Maybe it's a health issue. Maybe it's a serious uh, situation in a relationship. Um, and there are those out there. We just speak to those right now. We speak and bind the powers of darkness that are trying to rip your family apart, rip your life apart, rip your health apart. We bind and forbid those things to continue. And we release the revelation, the love, the grace, the blessing of God to heal and bring health, restoration, and recovery of all that's been lost, Father. We we thank you for these people that you've given the grace to stand, uh, and, and you are with them. And so we are with all of us, Lord. And I pray that you would bless those who have been waiting a long time for an answer to prayer. Um, they've almost given up, like Abraham and Sarah. I pray that you'd release now and keep and take the hold of Satan off that answer and that they will receive that child, they'll receive that, that healing, they'll receive that release from that... Uh, crippling uh, evil job that they'll receive their releases father god in jesus name and they will rejoice and give you the praise and you will also lead them in a deeper way into Mm -hmm. the place of, of of abundance in jesus name amen amen 
And by the way, check us out at liferecovery.com. We've got a lot of articles out there on spiritual warfare. We've got books, uh, setting the captives free, taking the devil to court, um, uh, a case for justice, all kinds of things to help you understand the, the war that we're in, the spiritual war. And so again, setting captives free, taking the devil to court, uh, God on trial, take your pick. It's all good. God bless. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.